you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to the Torn and the Goblin, the Mash Those Buttons podcast about Warcraft story and lore. My name is Nick Zelenkevich and I'm Greg Thar, Torn Hunter on Skywall US. And Katie's not here today. I know she was here last time with Ali Sonder. They did a great job. Uh, this time I'm here with Cavo from the Patch Day podcast. So welcome, Cavo. Hello. How is it going? And and what race do you predominantly play? So we can we can well, since, mix you up in there. Well, since you don't have a goblin right now, <laughs> I play a goblin mage on Wormrest Accord. Perfect. So we still are the Torn and the Goblin. Then. We're still Torn and the Goblin. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Parody maintained. All I'm, right. I'm no Katie, but let's go. <laughs> oh. oh, and your name starts with K also. So this is, you're filling in quite admirably. Not, not my real name. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Who says Katie is her real name? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> well, even if she went by Clanker, it's still K. So. That is also very true. That is also very true. Yeah. So, yes, this is the Torn and the Goblin number 21. And we're recording this on June 25th, 2017. So... Uh, you're here. We're going to talk about music in Warcraft and, and some of the music around the scene. I know you do some parody videos. We'll talk about that as well. Um, but before we do, what have, what, what have you been doing in game? How's, how's your experience in the world of Warcraft been? Well, I've been losing my soul to the Chromie scenario so far. Um, it's been so I, I got a couple of friends who say, I don't like the scenario. And I'm like, why? They said, because it's timed. Like, that's the point. <laughs> Yeah, that's yes, that's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Um, I finally cleared it, though, finally, after like 300 attempts. But I wanted to clear it before, like, I, the portals one popped. Because at the portals one, they start popping up at the shrine. And then you can just click the portal to go back and forth, which I was like, okay, that's cool. But I didn't want I wanted to, like, be tryhardish. So <laughs> I didn't use them. But I actually finally cleared it. So, yeah. Nice. So... Actually, if if so, if we could talk about that for a moment, because uh, Blizzard Watch had a Know Your Lore where they talked a little bit about the scenario. Mm-hmm. In particular, I guess at the end, it's unresolved who's actually trying to kill Chromie. Right. Which is weird. Yes. Yes. Because there's a, uh, I guess you find a letter that somebody wrote there and it has some scribblings on it in a somewhat familiar handwriting. It's just, it makes me laugh because it's in all lowercase and then it's all caps, a lowercase, all caps. Like what the heck is going on? Who like someone's having like a a, a, a mad spurt, spurt or something while they're writing it or something like that? Yes. Yeah, so so I, I should point out spoilers for the Chromie scenario at this oh, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that yeah. wasn't clear by now, um, yes. But the letter it says, "Kill the dragon, kill the dragon, kill the dragon" in all caps. It's not a gnome. It's a dragon in all caps. Not even a good dragon. Slay the dragon in all caps. Crossed the timeways one too many times, didn't you? Made a few enemies, maybe co- caused a paradox you couldn't reconcile. The demons, the elementals, the humans, and orcs, they're all on my side, not yours. Now you've gone and done it, whelp. So that's what the letter says. I almost feel like it's like a song or something, or song parody. Like, kill the dragon, kill the dragon. No, kill the dragon. Like, like it sounds <laughs> like it's like some sort of call and response or something. Well, see, that's... An interesting point, because, uh, again, going back to the Blizzard Watch column, there were some people speculating in the comments, and somebody pointed out that it sounds a bit like Cho'Gall, where you've got, like, the one head talking and then the other head kind of saying something in response to that. So you say that it's a call and response. That's kind of how Cho'Gall operates. Yeah. 
Although admittedly he's dead, but then again, if you're talking about timelines and paradoxes and all kinds of stuff, it very easily could be some alternate Chalgal somewhere. Oh yeah. Even though we already saw alternate Chogal die, there could be another one out there. Um, be a third. I'm not sure. See, I'm not sure if he would be the reason, but what I find interesting though, is that they say the demons, the elementals, the humans and orcs, they're all on my side, which, okay. So the humans and orcs working together, that's nothing new that happens from time to time, but the humans and the orcs working with demons, like the only thing that could get them working together would be the void. Mm. So again, now Chogal working for the old gods, void related. I'm not saying it is Chogal, but it seems like it could be somebody associated with Chogal. Yeah. Somebody Chogal like. Maybe there's another two headed orc doing crazy stuff. I don't know. But well, yeah, I, that's very interesting. Well, I liked Chogal as a bad guy. So I wouldn't mind seeing him again. But then again, it would, would not necessarily make sense unless it was a third incarnation of some other alternate timeline, which seen as Chromie is like a bronze drake, which means she messes with not messes, she uses time as her like wheelhouse. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I wouldn't, I don't want, I don't think they're going to do that a third time, though. I would hope not, but then again, technically, how do you square the fact that Medan is no longer canon with the events of the manga? Because some of that has to be canon still. Mm, I don't know. I wish Medan wasn't, or was canon still. I don't know. But I haven't I haven't read too much of the manga or the comics even recently. I need to get back into them. But I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to throw throw another person in there and be like, oh, hi, by the way, I'm here. So it's I don't know. I feel like we're hitting the point now because the games I mean, the game's 12, 12 years old. The, 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 the story itself. I mean, the original Warcraft works in humans is what, 25 years old now? 20, more, 25 more years than 25 old? years, I think now. Yeah. Yeah. They celebrated 25 years like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is all. I mean, it's it's actually old enough that was it. It's getting to the point where it's like, oh, thirty five years ago was Warlords of Draenor or whatever, and it's like we're almost to the point where it's like thirty five years ago was the original Warcraft Orcs and Humans. So oh, yeah. that, that time frame kind of starts to to fit a little bit. Um, not that this is not making me feel old at all or anything talking <laughs> about that this way, but I'm, I'm it's just one of those things. I'm just barely older than the game. No, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's one of those things where. If you ever watch like a soap opera or or even if you look at like professional wrestling, which is kind of like a soap opera that because there are comic books, even because comic books also have just an ongoing story. And how many times do they retcon and have to keep changing everything that happens within a comic book or a soap opera or professional wrestling that something that happened 10 years ago no longer has the same kind of relevance because we have to go back and, and, and change it to make whatever we're doing now fit. I think comic books may actually be the better example there because they're, they're always changing things. And that's just, I think if we wind up with a third instance of Chogal, I think it's like somebody wanted to use him and didn't realize, maybe he didn't realize that Chogal was killed at the end of, uh, at the end of Highmall cause they didn't do the mythic version <laughs> <laughs> or, so. or like, you know, I think it'd be very interesting if Warcraft was like a soap opera and added all the slapping into it because it would make it <laughs> very much entertaining. Like, like, like Cadgar. Oh wait, I can't say that spoiler. Um, or like someone or Cadgar walks up to, I don't know, Velen and be like, "Look what you did, slap." <laughs> I think I, I think I know uh, which spoiler you were going to talk about. So you 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 were referring to the uh, Tomb of Sargeras cinematic, exactly. Yes, that one. Okay. So if you if you want to talk about that for a moment, we can talk about that for a moment. Well, I haven't seen it because I'm trying oh, to. Oh, you keep, haven't seen. I I oh. I've seen the memes, 
But I haven't seen, seen the memes, but you haven't. I haven't have seen you the thing. seen any of the pictures of the fallout? Uh, like, I don't, on on Reddit, there's a on Reddit there's a a a topic. I don't I don't know if you've gone to the Reddit. I don't want to say too much. It's it's it, it has something to do with High Mountain, and it says like post post tomb picture from High Mountain. Mm, no, I have not seen that. So okay, so you don't you okay? Then I will say no more. Yeah, <laughs> I only say that because I haven't even like. Before I did Nighthold, I had not even seen the ending cinematic of that. Ooh. But when I finally did, because I don't, I don't, like, I remember like watching the cinematics of like Legion, all the Legion cinematics before they were like before it actually came into game where you could actually see them. Like for example, the Vol'jin cinematic where he gets shanked, may he rest in peace, um, or the uh, Alliance cinematic where we see Varian just turn into uh, Stardust, um, and you know, I saw that and I got, you know what? I, didn't, I wish I didn't see that because now I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going in here. I already know what's going to happen. Okay, here we go. Here we go. But for the, so for Nighthold, I told myself, get through Nighthold first, then watch the cinematic. That way you're not spoiled and you can enjoy this more. I enjoyed it a lot more when I saw, like, I can say what happens. It's pretty much been. In Nighthold, yeah, we've already yeah. talked about that. Okay, already, it's so. okay. Like, I would, I, I was really excited when I saw like the, the portal go away and Goldan's all, oh no. And then you see boom, the wings behind yes. him. I was like, oh yes, <laughs> it's happening. And so I was much more excited when I actually waited because it was more of a reward for me rather than like just seeing it beforehand. That's pretty cool. I'll admit the first time I saw that, I thought for a minute that Gul'dan had wings. I'm like, wait a minute, what? And then I'm like, oh no, oh no. He turned, he turned into Teriel from Diablo 3. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, Gul'dan's just going to fly away now. <laughs> He's just basically like, F this and flew. He flew. <laughs> like, I, I think he wishes he could have said F this in hindsight. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that did not happen yeah. that way. Illidan was like, oh, where are you going? You get back here. Uh, all the cinematics have been very good as far as um, I think just just setting up callbacks to each other. And whenever they've had the chance, you know, using callbacks to Warcraft three or, you know, prior cinematics. And then now, I mean, even then the way that Illidan just just blew up Gul'dan was, you know, mm-hmm. being the way that Gul'dan blew up Varian. I mean, that was brilliant. But it's. Yeah, and yeah, Illidan in the new cinematic. Yeah, just uh, yeah, you get 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 to you know. We should just end the show now. You should just start running to him until you can beat it because that cinematic is worth it. <laughs> you know, I can talk that about it next, is worth next it. week when I'm not here. <laughs> so. Exactly, exactly. No, that's uh, it's a it's a good cinematic. I recommend. Well, I recommend beating Kill Jaden so you can check it out if if you don't feel like looking it up on YouTube. I will say my favorite meme that I've seen of it so far is like Khadgar go looking at him going, what have you done? And Illidan goes, shut up and kiss me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the one where uh Khadgar's looking at me. He's like, he's like, what have you done? And Illidan's like, I don't know. I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't see shit. Whether I can't you see told it. Me, yeah. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then there was another one too, where somebody, uh, at Khadgar, uh, looking at Illidan, like, how does it look? And then Illidan's wearing an Oculus Rift. <laughs> and he's like, it's so real. <laughs> I love people doing memes and stuff. They're so yes. creative. What? But I also want to add, like, as much as I love, like, the memes and all the graphic stuff that comes from it, I love Taryn Gregory's approach to all the machinimas that have happened 
from these uh like events like the Goldan cinematic and then the end of tomb cinematic like all of like all the work he's put in his team puts in it's it's really impressive now and it used to be very corny like you know like when we when we saw Rathgate back all oh, way back in the day like, it wasn't corny it wasn't corny at the time because <laughs> we were all like <laughs> i'll give you i'll give you it's it's it has well I think it's one of those things. I think machinima just in general doesn't age very well because I mean, I mean, I think it's, it's to a large extent, video games run the risk of not aging very well. I mean, you can have a game that where if the gameplay is strong, it will work. But I mean, even if you look back at like final fantasy is one of those games that I like to go back to, you look at the original final fantasy and then you look Mm -hmm. at the latest iteration and how, how far that series has come. And you can see that everything that they were they wanted to do everything that they're doing now back then. They right. just couldn't. Right. Now that they have and the means to do so that they can do it. But now don't get me wrong. It was still an emotional situation at yes. the time because that's when um, Sarfang's son was basically killed right then and there. And you're yes. just like, uh oh, this, this is not, this is not going to go well. Now you're hitting me in the fields. I have to run. Uh, I have to run ICC again. Uh, this week, because on my death night, I finally got the. Uh, all right, I have the thing I needed to drop to get the hidden artifact mm-hmm. for his uh, for the for the unholy weapon, which is you have to get you have to get a special mob to show up, and then it drops a book, and then you can once you have the book, you have to go into ICC to Professor Putricide's room, and there's a trap door in there. You have to go in the trap door, and then you kill like Stitch's brother. Or Patch's Ooh. brother, is it Patrick's brother or somebody's somebody's like brother, some abomination in there. So I have to go in there. I have to go and I think now I'll admit I I, I did uh I was not playing WoW during Wrath. Mm-hmm. So I missed that. So my ICC knowledge is a little weak. I think Putricide is after Sorfang. In- he's he's one of them after because Sarfang is once you kill him, that's when like the wings open up and they can go in okay. and get everyone in there. I bite my, my memory of him is just constantly good news, everyone. Yes. Yes. So we so that that was a pain in the butt of raid boss at the time. For me, I'm at hoping least. that now I should be able to just curb stomp him now because well, he's level. Oh, yeah, he's easy ish. now. He's easy. Like they're, they you one shot him. It's fine. Well, that's good news to me. Mm-hmm. So. Um, But yeah, when I originally started playing that instance again, I initially forgot about i mean i didn't forget about the role play the, that role play lead up was probably my favorite one of my favorite parts of that ex, of that raid because you finally get to see sarfang approach his son because he's not really had closure because he's heard about his death he wasn't able to fully mourn his death though because he didn't have the body he didn't have a way to like bury him and stuff like that so when he actually meets sarfang his son and we defeat him and you see he's actually there. He is dead now. You actually see him dead and then you hear him mourn over him makes it so much more impactful. I actually forgot mm. about the part where he actually breaks down crying because up until that point, I have never seen or heard an orc cry. So when I actually heard that and saw that, I was like, oh, God, it's it's very emotional. I'm about to cry myself that. And then when he walks past with the body, I'm just like, okay, now he's got closure. Now I've got closure because I'm like bawling over here. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why I'm not looking forward to 
getting to putricide again because I got to go through that. <laughs> yeah, and sadly, I mean, as much as I like that RP, you can't skip it either. Which is, yeah, but, but it's know. well. I mean, I it's, I think it's one of those things where if you're doing ICC for like the uh, Invincible run every week, it probably gets old. Mm-hmm. But I've only been through there like once or twice before, so I, I won't mind seeing that again. Oh, trust me, it got old when we were trying to progress. Still, too. Well, that's also so. true. That's also true. Yeah. So, so anything else you've been doing in game other than Chromie? Um, I've been doing a, the occasional world quests, especially the one where you get your when you get that Nether Shard key in Broken Shore. That one, pretty much it. Sorry if I keep coughing. I'm still going through a cough right now. Right. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So overall, overall, I think. Well, I think right now the the big thing in the game is just getting through Tomb for everybody who's playing there. Getting getting into Tomb since that just came out. Which which um, as I've seen is not hard apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what was it? Like the, the first day it was open was when you started well, when I started seeing the cinematic showing up online because I was looking for that because I was I'm completely into the spoilers. And I don't know when I'm at, I still haven't beaten I've killed two bosses in Nighthold. I think I've only run I think I've run Emerald Nightmare maybe twice in entirety. So I'm just not rating at all this expansion, which right. I'm oddly fine with. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, when I, I noticed how quick it was, I'm like, is he really that easy? And then I thought maybe just people are just that geared now. Well, to be fair, it, it wasn't Mythic. Right. It w- and yeah, Mythic opens Mythic opens this week. Actually, it'll be last week by the time this goes up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, well, that's we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the world first race goes, because that's going to be I mean, it's Exorcist and whatever was it method has everybody back from Serenity now or I don't I don't follow that. So I have no idea. Yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been a mess, this expansion. So I think I think Exorcist should be able to take it just hands down. But, but moving moving on. I, well, um, I'll just add one last thing to it, like just saying I don't. I didn't like how big of the gap was that they did from 7.2 to 7.25 with the raid. Like, I think they should have introduced that a little earlier than how long they did bring it out. But that's just me. I think it was roughly right about where it would have been. I, I think I, I, I give, give or take maybe like a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was roughly because what was it? What uh, Nighthold came out, I think, in like February, like early February or no, January, late January. So it was roughly f- roughly five months. So that's yeah. usually where they look to get their raids out. They've somebody pointed out, I think, like they've been hitting their patches like every eleven weeks, like boom, like just uh, like clockwork. <clears throat> which for a company that's notorious for it's ready when it's ready right. is oddly precise. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're getting content out. It seems. Uh, I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made about how well the balancing has been going because I mean, what was it? They, they, I think they, they opened up the raid last time before balancing was fully done. And I think that upset some people. Yeah. Uh, I think they're intending to have all the balancing done this time before mythic tomb opens. But um, I mean, they've been, they've been trying to push that schedule, which is great. I've been enjoying the content pace during this expansion, but I enjoyed the content pace during mists until it stopped right and then we've running dragon not dragon soul excuse me uh siege of orgamar over yes and over again oh so yeah so hopefully i don't know it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out because it's it's like they've established that they've established they can do an expansion correctly they can get the expansion they can get the content pace out for the expansion 
it's that whole, okay, now we've announced the next expansion. You're going to have to wait a year for that. What are we doing in game during that time? That's what they haven't set up yet. That's what we don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. They say that they're better. They say that they fixed it, but we've heard that story before. Did, so have you really blizzard? Have you really? Yeah. yeah. I, we, we didn't. Co- what were you going to say? I remember Ruby Sanctum blizzard. Okay. <laughs> but at least Ruby Sanctum was something. Yeah. Which speaking of which on my death net, I just went in there this week to, uh, get my uh, mount and I had to kill all the dragons in the Ruby Sanctum anyway. Yeah. So that was fun. It works. Uh, it worked out eventually. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that's, we didn't come here though to yell at blizzard and criticize blizzard. I would think we came here tonight to praise blizzard. Yeah. Because we we're, we're here. You're, you're, you're very active with like the, the Warcraft music community as it, as it is. Mm-hmm. I we're, we're here to talk about the music of world of Warcraft. Uh-huh. And how amazing it is and how, how it helps enhance the experience. Um, my personal story, because like when I started playing the game, I didn't really listen to the music. I'd put on like Pandora or something and listen to whatever. And then there was one day where I, I had the game on and it was just the loading screen and it was in the background. I think I'd left it like logged in from the night before and it was just running in the background. I was like, oh, crap, I got to pay my bills. So I'm sitting there like writing out all these checks. As I'm writing out these checks, I hear this epic music. And I'm like, <laughs> these checks are, this is fucking awesome. And I'm just like writing this out, like just paying my bills made me feel like super awesome. So like f- from that point on, I was like, I got to listen to the game. Like I got to listen to the music in here because they have some great stuff. Uh, was it Russell Brower? And, yeah, Russell uh, Brower. It also depends what music you listen to, how it affects your check writing skills too. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening to Obsidian Sanctum while you're filling out your checks, you're going to be like in a panic. You're like, I gotta get this out now. <laughs> well, no, see, I was lucky. I was listening to the loading screen because what they do every expansion is they they do they it's a, I mean it's a fairly standard job that they do, but they it's still really impressive. Is mm-hmm. that they have that 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 same opening music, and then. From there, they take like a pastiche of all the different themes that you're going to hear throughout the expansion and they mix them together. And it's all, yeah. and every time I always have this like video in my head of like you start out and you get like, you know, like your humans and your orcs fighting or whatever. And then you just it's almost like you're taking like a little tour, like you're just flying over the continent, seeing all the different zones, some of what's going on there. Oh, here's the part of the music where it gets all regal and you're hanging out with the alliance. Yeah. Here's the part where it gets all like tribal and, and like drum beat and you're you're hanging out with the horde and then you know now you've got you know whatever the the villain is you know i guess more orcs and stuff if it was the warlord's theme right and and then it's it's and then you get some nice combat and resolution at the end it just it it takes you on a journey that's representative of the journey you're going to go through and it's very well crafted every time i have yet to be let down by i've yet to be let down by any of the soundtracks but especially that opening that opening music that you hear, it just it sets up all the expansion so well. And what I like is it's not a remix; it's actually a whole done, reorchestrated a like thing. Like in music, where we uh, like this is the music background of me coming out. Um, in music, like you have a score, so you have everything's planned out on paper, telling you what notes are you're gonna do, when the key changes are, like where how loud you're supposed to play, and everything like that. Like each time they do a new expansion. And they do this like the loading screen music. They have it to where, you know, it's all scored out. So like there's actual different versions of the intro everywhere so that it's not it doesn't sound exactly the same like you're saying. It, you still have the the feel. You have the main theme feel 
when you're listening to it. But then, like you say, you're doing the whole like like preview of what you're about to hear in game in this expansion, which just gives you like this little emotional roller coaster, like getting you started going, oh, I'm so excited. This is, I'm going to hear this part, like when the Pandaria theme came out and it started out as well. And then it just shifted to an Asian influence. I was I wasn't ready at first. Because as soon as I heard that, I'm like, am I in a Chinese restaurant? Because like, I'm hungry now. <laughs> but it was still like, you know, it plays with your senses. It was just what the music is supposed to do. And Russell Brower does it very well. And he's still able to maintain it through these incarnations in each expansion that he's done. Yes. And yeah, even, I mean, even the, the Pandaria like song that you were talking about, like it has those, those chimes that come in and it, it makes me think of like the butterfly like flying across especially in the uh, the patch 5.3 cinematic when uh, you know when Garrosh and Taran, Taran Zhu fight and that's bookended by the butterfly you see it at the beginning and then you see it all like shafied at the end and it's like that's kind of like the image I had in my head like you get this like nice idyllic idea of the veil and you know there's a butterfly and life is all but then then you get to the parts where there's conflict and everything isn't as it should be. And you've got the drumbeat of the orcs who, even at the beginning of the expansion, I mean, yeah, we kind of knew that, I think they had spoiled for us that Siege of Orgrimmar was going to be where we ended up. But you got that, like, militaristic drumbeat of the orcs. Like, this is not, like, your normal, like, it wasn't your normal, like, oh, hey, here's, like, the orcs part. Like, this was a little bit, like, ominous. Mm -hmm. That, like, you're going to have to face these guys. Like, the orcs are, the orcs are really riled up right now. Yeah. And it, it, again, it just did a great job of just setting off that whole that whole expansion there. Oh yeah, and not not just that, not not, not just the intro cinematic, not the intro cinematic, so not just like the music for like the intros and stuff, and even for the cinematics, but even like throughout the game, like in each world you go into, it's setting you up like for each zone you're gonna like level through, or you're going to do quests through, like when when the goblins came out, like as actual playable characters, like. The whole just casual feel of the music and everything with the with the saxophone in the background was just like I was like okay I feel like uh, this is gonna be fun just because like <laughs> I I feel like I'm about to walk into a swingers bar or something at some point but you know it, it defines each race and it like gives gets you into the mood to play that more which they they do really well and it's like especially with like um, the Torin like because I, I I played a Torin for a good. Oh, God. Um, when did I graduate college? Uh, I would say maybe four or five years I played a Torin. So, so you are the Torin and the Goblin. I am I'm half Torin, <laughs> half Goblin. You do not want to see how that looks. Um, it's it's a very... It's like you just see the, the, the Goblin going, Help me! <laughs> but anyway, sorry. That was disturbing. Um, but, like, you know, when you go into Thunderbluff or you go into any... Um, Torin Bay City, like Bloodhoof Village, or even in in a uh, worm or in not Wormrest, um, Wrath of Lich King places like like the Iso with the, Tribe with the and stuff with the yeah. Tonka, you got the you got this Torinistic feel because like it, they're influenced by Native American culture. Mm -hmm. So you've got that you've got that Native American drum beat in the background. You've got these like subtle sounds and stuff. Like so, you're it's like an introduction, but also a like they're the ambiance like gets you it, it sets your mood up like crazy in each thing you go into 
if I can go back for a moment, when you were talking about the goblin music, and I know, shocking, I'm actually going back to the goblin part, not the toy mm, part that you talked what? about. <laughs> exactly. But one of the things I like about the goblin theme is that there's like that percussion mm-hmm. in the background, and I, I, I'm not sure what it is. If it, 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 I don't think it's cowbell, but it sounds it sounds <laughs> like metal on metal. It needs more cowbell, It sounds cowbell, like metal though. on metal. It, it probably could. And what I like is that, in my mind, uh, that's always like... There's a goblin somewhere, like, tinkering with something, like, just hammering on something, and it just so happens they're making that beat, that it it fits with their whole engineering motif. It's probably a wooden xylophone. Okay. um, So there's two, there's, like, the metal ones that you hear. They they have a more brash sound when you play them, though. And when you play with, with a wooden xylophone, it has a more hollow, wooded out sound. So it's like a... Do, 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 or something like that. I can't. I can't yeah. mimic it. But I only. I only like think that because in college we had to do these like. Uh, we had to go to these like recitals for each part of the music department, and one of them was a a wooden xylophone. I don't know if that's what they're actually called, but they were playing it's not them. Like and spiel, is it? I don't know if it's that's what it's called, but. It's that you see them playing on these wooden that reminded like when you were talking about the percussion that that's what I thought about because it had a more hollowed out sound rather than a brash sound that a metal or steel or whatever material they use for like xylophones like like the, like the ones you get for kids when they're a kid like it doesn't sound like that at all. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say the last time I played with one of those xylophones was because it was very recent. <laughs> <laughs> Although, although I, I've also found out that apparently I've been playing handbells wrong since I was two. Mm-hmm. Is that's, well, that's, a, that's a long time to be playing that wrong. Well, I always feel like when I was in like youth groups and stuff, like, like they had us like shake them violently. It's what we're supposed to do as a kid. Apparently you're supposed to like extend it once and pull it back or something like that. Like, I don't know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you think like it's a bell, and yeah, no, no, yeah. I remember when I, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, and we went to church. They had like a bell choir group, and you would see them very just slowly. And I always thought that was interesting because it was like everybody was only responsible for two notes. Yeah, and so like it was just like you had this one piece, and it's like you know, like I, you know, like I, I played the the viola when I was younger. Like you know, I've got you know four strings on there. Each one has you know, f- well, four plus notes, but like mm-hmm. you know, kind of four notes in general, and like. You know, and here it's like, no, like you just stand there and like when it's your note, you just got to extend, you know, or, you know, which, whichever arm, maybe you extend them both, but that's it. But You look at them with a side eye, like, how'd you get into this? <laughs> I've been playing this all my life and I, my fingers are chafed and everything. You are just extending your arms. Well, well, it's funny, though, because like if you think about it, like in some of the songs, like somebody's just standing there, like maybe their note only comes up once. And right. so the whole time they're just standing there waiting just one time and like. You know, like watch they screw it thing. up too. Like, yeah, it's like, is that more pressure or less pressure? Like, ah, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, I had one line, I had one job. <laughs> it's like that one part during the main theme. There's like this big bell, and it just goes, Bleh, and then you just hear the conductor go, "Damn it, Carl!" Or something. Well, well, there's the old, uh, the old Andy Kaufman bit where he would come out with the, uh, the Mighty Mouse theme, and. He would start playing the Mighty Mouse theme and he would just stand there on stage playing, letting the Mighty Mouse theme play off a record. He had a record player. He was playing the Mighty Mouse theme. 
He would stand next to the record player, would play through, and then it gets the part where it says, "Here he comes to save the day," and that's when he would like put his arm up, like salute, and, and sing along to that, and then would just go back to standing there, like you know, still for the rest of the song, yes. and would keep playing until the next part, and then he would sing that part, and it's like it's it's such a brilliant sketch though, because that's yes. all it is, and I love yes. that sketch. I was from like I think that was from the original Saturday Night Lives like first I episode, think so. first episode, and such. It's, yeah, uh, he 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 was brilliant. But, yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about Saturday people, Night Live. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about how Blizzard is brilliant. Not not Andy Kaufman, not to diminish Andy Kaufman, but um, no. But especially the Legion soundtrack. Uh, this was the first time I got the collector's edition, so I was super excited. I was like, "Oh, I actually got the soundtrack this time!" Instead of having to like bootleg it off YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get to go through it, sit there and listen to it like it in its entirety. Um, I, you know, obviously I play a Torrent, so I don't play Alliance that much. So I didn't, like, I really, I don't think I've heard uh, the, uh, the the Canicle of Sacrifice in game. That's the music that they play when you go to Varian's tomb in Stormwind. Mm-hmm. But it's that, like, Scottish bagpipe dirge mm. that just, it. Well, I mean, it's it's very uplifting because it makes me want, you know, like, it's clearly it's a funeral dirge, but at the same time, it's... It's like an encouraging funeral dirge. It's like, okay, like Varian's dead. I want to go out and fight for him now. <laughs> oh, you're almost expected to hear Amazing Grace at some point from the back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or whatever the wow equivalent of Amazing Grace is. I think that's what they wrote now. That's Canicle of Sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm, you know, I, I, I feel like I should just go back and play some one alliance soon just so I can hear it all unfold like i've done that a couple times but i have never like stayed with that character because i'm i'm horde for life like i can't have them i've tried having an alliance main it did not work for me at all so i but still like i want to hear the other sounds i don't want to just like like think oh it's only the horde sound the only horde music that's all that matters because there are still like so many different elements that you're missing just by focusing on one faction which I, which is why I envy those people who are bifactional. They have two different, they have like two mains, like one's a horde and one's an alliance main, because they get, they really do get the full experience with that. If they, if they're truly bifactional, that well, is. It's, yeah, but the, the thing is though that you still have to choose which one you're doing first. Right. Like when a new expansion rolls out, like one of them, like one of them is your main and the other one is, is an alt. You can't. You can't have two mains. Mm-hmm. One has to take precedence. One, one, which one do you really love? Exactly. Let's, let's be honest. Exactly. But, but even, I mean, but even then, just throughout the life of WoW, I mean, there's been some great music in there. I know Grizzly Hills has always looked fondly upon. Oh God, yes. For that, for that, that violin, like fiddle. It's really, it's, I mean, it's, it's a violin is a fiddle, but like mm-hmm. it's, it's really like just some nice fiddling you've got in there that goes on. <laughs> You know what the difference between a violin and a fiddle is? What's the difference between a violin and a fiddle? $40,000 in tuition. (laughs) I got that from... That was one of my music professor's jokes. As as someone who played the viola when they were younger, I can appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Never mind. (laughs) Let's let's move on from that. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know, like... uh, so what what zones would you say have had like the most like as far as the music goes have had the the most impact on you or, or what zones do you look back fondly upon as far as having listened to them when you played through them? Um, well, not just zones, but also like 
initial like scenarios like but the first thing i'll talk about is um the first ever like ambience or like background music that i actually bought and downloaded was uh, mountains of thunder which was in uh i want to say oh crap storm peaks in wrath sounds right wrath of lich king just because there is so many like little things that happen in that like and it's it gives you like this like somber tone but it's you know it's like you, you it's just, especially when like the um choir comes in with their oohs and their ahs and stuff it just feels it, it's it makes it, it gives you the more eerie feel like this is almost a barren wasteland of snow but it also is just like there's there's like it's like like it's one of those things like when you watch a movie and you see like someone doing a journey montage or something like that where they're walking across the, the fields and stuff it almost feels like you're having like a, a journey montage as you're questing and stuff while that uh that's that scene is playing out and it was very like it, i don't know i i enjoyed it very well and i guess i don't know because i, I kind of like the more somber tones and stuff when it comes to music How, on the other hand though the other one i downloaded was the theme for city and sanctum <laughs> Because you had this sense of doom when you listen to it. And I downloaded it because I wanted to make sure I was playing it while I'm studying for finals in college. Because <laughs> like this is your it's like if this is your impending doom. You need to you need to make sure you get everything right, which I guess worked because I got straight A's the first semester I did. Very nice. But my favorite one and I guess is ever a lot of people's favorites is Lament of the Highborn. Yes. When you when you meet Sylvanas and you 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 do that certain quest and then you see her starting to sing, like it is, everyone everyone like says like that's Russell Brower's like big hit or something like that or whatever whoever composed I don't know if it was exactly him or not, but just that whole Anahela like that whole like part right there is just so beautiful, and it's a it's not a real language. But it feels like a real language with how it's the diction is, how the uh, performance is, like, and, and the inclusion of the of the um, the wraith choir in the background or whatever they're called um, and stuff. It's just you know, it, it's 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 titillating, if I will say it that way. Their chanting in all the songs, but especially the Lament of the Highborn. I mean. They never speak English in any of those songs. They're no. always some fictionalized syllabization that, I mean, uh, you know, for basically for people just chanting gibberish, it's amazing gibberish. <laughs> and it's, it's, it, uh, and I mean, it sounds kind of dumb to be like, they, oh, they're not really s- saying anything, but it can still affect you emotionally. Like it does. They, it does. they took linguistics in college, so they know what they're talking about. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So, no, I mean, they're all, I mean, that's all just. Even in the main, in like the main cinematic, like you, when you hear that, like, and like, right when you see the dwarf and such, like it's, you just get this big, like there's power in that. Like you're like, okay, I'm about to watch something epic with this. Yes. And I do not care. And then the, you just see that whole montage, like, like when that first cinematic came out, like the, like yes, the machinima quality of it was amazing. The like the movements of the characters and stuff, it got you excited. But it was really the music. Let's face it, like just the way it was, like it went through everything, like every 
race, like how they had a little bit of everything. They had a little bit of tribal. They had a little bit of elegance. They had a little bit of intensity, a little bit of the war drums and stuff. And then it all comes together at the end, like some big harmonious um, orgasm or something like that. I don't know another way to explain it, but it's it keeps you a lasting. I know I said a word I shouldn't say, but um, it gives you a <laughs> lasting impression of that. And you just sit there, you're sitting back and you're like, I got to get this game. Like, yeah. holy crap. So I I haven't had, I, there's not many games where I've had that feeling of music. I think the only two games I've had that I've actually downloaded their soundtracks was World of Warcraft and Styx Master Shadows. Those are the only two I've bought and, and listened to, only because I love the violin playing in Styx. That's the only other reason I bought it. But yeah, so there's that. What about you? What's your favorite, like, zone music? Or anything in general. Uh, I forget which zone it's in, but it's off the Mist of Pandaria soundtrack. It's called Way of the Monk. And it's the one where it's got the... It, it starts off where it's got, like, the Shadow Pan. Or at least I, I, I associate it with the Shadow Pan. I think it plays either in their their uh, in their monastery or, or uh, the one zone where they're in. Um, but it's got, like, the... It starts off where it's got, like, a... almost sounds like the clopping of a horse. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like like there's some kind of urgency with the horse, and then it culminates with like some chanting. Again, it's like just, but it's like a monk chanting, so it's a very guttural like who ah ooh, like right. that. Like it sounds like it sounds almost like there's like some kind of urgent carrier like bringing a message to the monastery. And then as you get to the monastery, you just see like the the armies of the monks, and they're all just training, doing their 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 uh, you know their their chi and their 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 moves like that with their their chanting. And that I think it just it just felt. Like that to me, like is the, the one song that kind of encapsulated the expansion. I mean, as much as the the the, the login song had like a, the pastiche of everything, and that right. that like this was like a, a singular song unto itself. It didn't actually tie into anything else, um, but it was just very like it was like this is the Shadow Pan, this is Pandaria, in like three minutes, and it was it was very very concise. And anyone could say what they want about Mr. Pandarian. Like a lot of people would say, like, oh, that was a joke expansion. Who cares? That was a everything that they brought to that was aesthetically pleasing to me, music wise, visual wise, even the Pandaren. Like I, there are so many of my friends who are Pandaren right now, just because of that expansion. And you know, it's just so. It was. I don't. I quote Markiplier by saying it was so cool or something like that. I don't. That expansion is impressive because they take the Pandaren who start as a joke and Mm -hmm. they they take it to a place you wouldn't think they take it to. That is one of the most heartbreaking expansions, because look at what we do to the veil. Look at what the horde has to do to itself. I mean, even the alliance, you know, that that's really the beginning of like the fracturing between Jaina and Anduin. Like it's like nobody comes out of that unscathed. And it's like, oh, but that was the Panda expansion. Like it, it really I think it was one of the things where because they dialed back the threat where it's not again, it wasn't here's a world ending threat like, you know, like the Lich King, like uh, Deathwing. It allowed it to really have more personal consequences. Mm-hmm. And it really I don't know. I mean, that is, I don't know. I, it's, you know, one of the things I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, one of the things that hurts about the cataclysm is that in a video game, we're so used to in any video game. You can you can travel through time basically. You can always go back to the beginning of the game and see everything how it was. If you want to go back and play Final Fantasy VII and see Aerith or Aerith alive, 
you can go and start the game over and play through that. And you know what? Right before the, you know, she goes and meets Sephiroth, you can you can turn the game off. You don't have to play through that scene. You don't have to go on beyond that. But WoW doesn't give you that luxury. Think, mm-hmm. you know, time moves on in the game just like it does in reality. And like, you know, when they did the Cataclysm, we can't go back to before the Cataclysm now. Yeah. And then, you know, they just they blew up the veil. We can't go back to the veil as it was before. And it's it's kind of sad. Like you don't like normally like video games are one of those things you go to escape the facts of real life, like time moving on. And wow, doesn't let you do that. It moves on in the game, too. And that that hurts sometimes. Yeah, we discussed this on Patch Day also, like where. We you can't go back. You can't go see how the Barrens was originally. You can't go see like what Eastern Plaguelands was originally. Like it was a barren, fully a barren wasteland. I, I or was it more Western Plaguelands? It was one of the two. But my alternative that I wish I could see, and I and I know um, if you all listen to ever listen to the instance, Scott Johnson brings this up too. Like if there was a way you could have asked the game like go to a certain npc and see what it looks like before and go back and do it that way i'd be down for it but i know that's so hard to do because you have so many like game files you got to go back into because you've altered everything so that you're unable to go back to it but then at the same time it's like well you know why don't they just like have like like that one npc in a uh uh shoot Theramore. blasted lands no Theramore. Or Theramore, yeah, Theramore. Th- yeah there's one in Theramore and blasted lands yeah. oh, okay well let's do that like why don't they just do that so they can like see what's going on but like i said that cha- you'd have to change all the game files you'd have to have like a separate instance for everything not everyone's able to do that and plus let's say you're in the barrens you do that you got to go back to orgrimmar you're not going back to the same orgrimmar so not everyone's going to be there unless they say oh you're running out of a time zone and we got to flip it back well, they they could do that on a zone by zone basis because, like I like like pointed out, they do it in the Blasted Lands, they do it in in Theramore. Um, But it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I think now they know that they need to kind of preserve things going forward. So any changes that are significant like that, I think they'll leave that. I think the pro- the problem was they made they had to fix so much in the old world from before Cataclysm. What is it? There were three different versions of the Stormwind uh, Cathedral, depending on where you were looking at it. Mm-hmm that they had so much to fix in the old world that there was no way they could preserve that continuity. Right. And so it's kind of, it's kind of sad, but, um, but moving on, I think, uh, let's, let's get into, uh, the music outside the game here. Mm-hmm. And in particular, your work with the wow parody community. Um, so what, what type of songs do you, do you tend to write? What, what type of parody work do you do? Well, so in order for me to talk about that, I kind of have to like, go back in time a little bit. So I need to use Chrome. We just said we can. <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, let me like remember some stuff. Okay. Um, so I didn't get into it initially until like, I, I actually doing it until 2012, but I had known about it since I started playing. Wow. Because if you go on YouTube and you search anything about wow and like comedy videos or anything in general, you're eventually or bound to run into someone named Nim or Gigi or charm and you're wondering who the heck are these people they and they made parody music about wow they we were the weird al yankovics of wild music is basically what they were um but so it's exactly what it is they take a song that they really like and then they just add a wow element to it and what i find is yes it's comedic and it's supposed to be and it's supposed to make you laugh 
But if you look at a lot of the parody, parody music out there, even now or even back then, they're not always comedic. They're like some are just like some people say are like better than the original just based on like their content. And I I wanted to do something like that. So I decided in 2012, like this is a very embarrassing story, kind of. Um, I was working at a restaurant at the time and I was a host. And while we had downtime, I was trying to think of like ideas for a song like parody music or something. So the the song that kept resonating in my head was the song Judas by Lady Gaga uh, back in the day, which was I, I'm I'm a big Gaga fan. So uh, I was I heard that song and I kept every time I hear the word Judas, I kept hearing Jaina instead. <laughs> so I, I initially just I just initially heard the chorus in my head and I was just like, instead of I'm just I'm just a holy fool, I was more like. I'm just a hard fool, baby. It's so cruel, but I'm still in love with Jaina, baby. And went from there. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait. There's an actual story I could use this with. So at first when I started, it was a more story-based thing where it was about a character who was who was for the horde, obviously, but had this crush on Jaina. So Thrall. Thrall. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, there's still there's still people out there that wish those two got together. But I don't think that's ever going to happen anymore, though. Not anymore. No, they've, they've killed that. No, they killed that, squandered that dream. Thanks, Metzen. Um, But they. But so I did this and I just threw it out there. I didn't I, I just threw it out there because it's something I do for fun. I don't look at it as like anything that's going to start a career or it's going to start a movement, even though like there's like people out there that are like, oh, are you as good as you are in game as you say in your music? And my answer, I go, no, because let me tell you why. What we do as parody artists, we portray a character. Okay, so not to not to step on anyone's toes. But I know that there's a song by Latomi, who is one of my friends who does parody music as well, that has a song called um, That's Why We PVP. And she did it with a whole bunch of other female artists. It was a very like it was a female collab thing. So power to that. But she talks about how she's great at PVP. You talk to her real life about it. She hates it. Like she does not want to do it at all. And. The thing about that is, like, I do like to PvP, but I'm not a PvP god. I'm not someone who's great at it, okay? And that's some of the problems I get when I get people with comments like, oh, so so can you teach me how to be, like, a PvP pro? Like, no. No. Unless your name is Truff, then yeah, go ahead and do it. But I don't know if I answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> No, so what other what what other songs have you uh, have you written then? Uh, like, is, are there any artists in particular? Uh, I guess like, well, like Lady Gaga said, Lady, that you tend to keep going back to. Lady Gaga is usually a common theme, and I and it's mostly pop slash hip hop type music that I go to ar- around most of the time. Just because the thing I like to do is like think of something like listen to a song that's current right now that people are going to listen to and think, well, how can I change this up? For example, there's a song called Closer by the Chainsmokers that's really popular right now still. And um, I'm thinking like, well, how could I take that song and make it into like a parody? So I did it with Speaking of Latomi. I did that song with her as well. 
So we instead of saying never getting older from Chainsmokers, I just said we're never getting on her. So that was my interpretation of it. But I'm not just done like pop or hip hop. I've also experimented. I've done Broadway songs and I've also done <laughs> there's at least one or two that are country songs, I will say, which <laughs> aren't that great. But um, the only reason I did it is because there was a song I heard way back in the day by Leanne Rimes called Blue, which was basically her first hit. And I just, instead of saying blue, I just went noobs. <laughs> um, it was just experimenting, but, uh, but yeah, it's usually Gaga. Um, sometimes Bruno Mars, just because I, he fits in my wheelhouse a little bit and surprising amount of K-pop songs. There's a lot of those in there. And the only reason I do that is because I it's not it's not me thinking like, oh, they they'll think this is an original song because it's not. But I don't know. Like there is a lot of K-pop artists out there nowadays and this genre. For those who don't know, it's Korean pop music, by the way. Um, there's this genre of music, which is typically just supposed to be a regional genre of music, has become an international form of music. Just at how popular it's getting. And you can blame Psy for this with Gangnam Style. That's one instance. But there's actually some really good, like, sounding music to it. That's mostly, like, dance-oriented, which I'm all for because I like shaking it. But it's, like, there's some that have, like, you know, interesting, like, niches to it. And, um, like, so one of my songs that's called uh, Log On, which is based on a K-pop song, is actually, the song's actually called Huh? It's this is like huh h u h is all is all the song title is they they don't really title their songs that well, um, but I just like you know I just took the like the 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 sound pattern of it and then added it to like something that was wow related, so yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> so which I guess which of all of, of all the parodies have you written are are you most proudest of? I would say by far Phantom of the BG. Just because that is prop there's there are two songs that I'm not I'm not a celebrity at all, but there's two songs that people associate with me. It's either Talk Common to Me, which is the parody of Talk Dirty to Me by Jason Derulo, um, or The Phantom of the BG, which is a parody of the theme of the main Phantom of the Opera song from Phantom of the Opera. And I chose that just from a BG that I was doing. And my friend Truff, who I talked about before, he's part of a group called Gang Squad, and he's primarily rapper. And I was doing a BG with him. He's just like, man, you like some Phantom or something while you're playing the BG and stuff. And as soon as he said that, I remember saying in Skype, he's there, the Phantom of the BG. And I looked at him and was like, you realize you just gave me an idea, right? <laughs> and he goes, are you actually going to do that? I'm, like, I'm actually going to do this. So I, that was the first parody I actually did with Latomi as well. And I messaged her nervous as hell because to her, I thought she was a celebrity, but um, she said, yes, we did it. It blew up. It's got a machinima to it. That's a lot of people are saying they're like their favorite machinima since blind or something or whatever, or that one machinima in, um, it's Stormwind that I I love because it's custom animated, but it's 
it's just be- it, it's because I want to experiment. I'm not afraid to like try a new a different thing. Like because Broadway's one my one of my wheelhouse because I grew up in choir and I grew up in theater. So that's something I'm always going to have in the back of my head as something I could do. And. Um, and then for, for but then there's what what's what, what frustrates me is that it's not just like it's not just me because I've, I've talked to a lot of like people who do stuff for YouTube, not just music, like for anything um, where you work hard on a song. But it doesn't get as rec- to get the recognition that it should deserve, according to you. But then you work on a song that's very easy to you that was just like, eh, I'll just do this. It'll be fine. It'll be great. And then it gets like thousands of views. So that that was that was a talk 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 common to me. That was that for me because that was so easy to do. All right, I just went through just writing everything down. I just went through and recorded it, and it blew up. I'm like, really? Really? Okay. This is great, I guess. And then, but that's what other people, like, I went to BlizzCon one year and I met um, Anne uh, Ann from uh, Blizzard Watch. I met her on one of the panels and I go, I was like, hi, my name's Kava. How are you? She goes, good. Your name sounds familiar. I'm like, I, oh yeah, I submitted some, or you ha- y'all had played a few of my things on your, uh, on your website. She goes, really? Which ones? I'm like, well, there was one that was called Phantom of the BG. She goes, I haven't heard of that one. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> Weirdo in me. Uh, she goes, what's that one? I was like, there's one called Talk Common to Me. And she was like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? Really? Like she even, what was really weird is she was gushing to Noxie at the time. Noxie Chew, by the way. She's gushing like, oh my God, this guy's the guy who did Phantom of the, not Phantom, um, <laughs> Talk Common to Me, you know, where they go, burr, 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 in, in the song and stuff. And then Noxie's just like, oh, you're so cute. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, it's something, like I said, it's something I do for fun. And the thing is, is there's a lot of artists out there who, I feel like they've got a lot of ideas. Like there's, you, you see some like one-offs that a lot of people do, which, um, which are like some of the, like really some of the greater ones that you can see. Like there's one, called, there's a song called Uduar that I forgot the guy's name, but he did it with Summergale, who was pop, who, who did all her stuff with uh, Nim at the day, back in the day. But it was a parody of um, The Way I Are by Timbaland, but it was talking about Uduar. And it was, a really interesting sound song, but that was a one-off for that guy. He didn't go back and do it again. It's it's like main mainstream music where there's always a one-hit wonder by someone like MC Hammer or Gangnam Style or all these other songs that come out. But it just depends on like how committed you are of getting of like showing how much one you love the game you're playing, or two, do you got an idea that would work, or three, um. I guess that's the only two I'm thinking. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know if I answered any of your questions, but I hope it worked. <laughs> well, no, it's certainly, I don't know. I'll, I'll admit, I did listen to the, uh, uh, what was it? The, the, the one you said that was the Chainsmokers parody. Mm-hmm. But my problem is I don't, I never heard the Chainsmokers song. So I didn't have like the same frame of reference. Yeah. And like, I've noticed that like, I feel like I'm just like a little too old old for some of the well parodies <laughs> like i'm like i'm like these are interesting songs and like i like them but i don't know and then like like and then like oh like there's actually a song that this is based off of that i didn't realize 
Yeah. But I do try originals too. Like, so I'll do that occasionally. But my problem with originals is that they tend to be more rap based than they are singing based. Only because I have a harder time trying to establish a melody when the instrumental I'm looking up is more based toward rappers, which is no problem. I can still do that. It's just you got it. You got to work for it a little more. And there's still a like one of my favorite ones I did was with um, my friend uh, Sashia or Chia for short. Um, We did a song called Love is in the Air, which was about the holiday. and it was just talking about like everything that went through it. And I was actually proud of the melodies I made for it. So I don't want to just like, I don't want to just make parody music, but I also, I just want to talk about the game. I play the game. I love to do and share it with um, other people who may like the same thing. They may not like it. They may may like it. They may just want They may just be looking for something like seeing what's out there, but that's it's one of the things I like doing. I still do it. I don't do it as much as I used to because work gets in the way. And I also stream a lot more than I used to as well. But it's still something that's going to be there. And it actually is another form of how I met people in the WoW community. Because the big thing that I take from it is not how many views I got from people who watched a video. It's not do people like it. It's what... What person have I met from it? And some of my really good, well, good friends, like best friend, even my best friend, actually, um, I met through this community of parody artists. Like, like I said, she is one of my best friends now because we initially wanted to do a song together. We met on Skype and we just hit it off. We we talked to each other for like two years before I actually visited her which was a big deal because she's in canada and i had to go all across the country into another country just to meet her but and then going to blizzcon as well like you know you meet all these people you make all these connections you make it's just like if you're playing in the game you're in a guild you make a connection with all these guildies you have it's like it's sort of like there's a guild that i have but it's not actually a guild it's just a community of people i've met that i want to that i call friends and I would say if I went back and I if I decide like do I really want to do this I'd make the same choice again, just because it's something where I can actually use my voice as something that there's going to be an audience for. But at the same time, I can also meet new people, play with these new people in game, and hopefully put a smile on someone's face because that's all I'm doing this for. I don't do it for money, so yeah. Okay, last question. Okay. What lyric, like, you know, parody lyric that you, like, replaced an actual song lyric with something else that you came up with? Like, what lyric are you most proud of? Like, what what, <laughs> like, what, what did you come up with there that you're oh, you thought God. was the best? I'm going to have to think about this for a second. Um, oh, gosh. Um, I don't know if it's the one I'm most proud of, but it's the one I got a big reaction from from one particular person. Um, there's a song I did called um, YOLO Bitches. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very, very, uh, very acclaimed. No, um, it's about it's it goes between WoW, Heroes of the Storm and uh, shoot Overwatch. It goes. To, I don't know why I th- that blanked off for, for a second. But during the Heroes of the Storm bits, 
like the original. I don't remember what the original lyric was, but I do remember that the lyric was about Nova. Or no, I don't. The original lyric I was parodying. Excuse me. I don't remember what that was because it was half Korean, half English. Um, but the lyric I play, replaced was about Nova. And I said, Nova's here. Is she fake or the real ho? Um, that was probably, but the thing is, is that wasn't my best, but I got the biggest reaction from a friend of mine named Juicery. He's like, oh my God, you caught her a hoe <laughs> because she really is one. I hate her in hots. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Actually, hold on. Let me, let me do a wow related one because that's probably going to resonate more. Um, I would say probably from my first song at a Jaina. I'd probably say um, uh, from uh, that song, like in the lyric, it says, in the most factional sense, I'm a traitor among men. Benedict Arnold to those serving garage. But in the cultural sense, I'm in a true bad romance. Jaina is the one I love despite the boundaries I've crossed. That's probably the more lyrical one. The, yeah. mo- the more aesthetically pleasing than the one they were just like, <laughs> like, is she fake or the real hoe? Completely different. Shows the growth I've done. But I thought you wrote the you, you wrote the more lyrical one first. I thought you said that was your first. That was song. the first one. So it was the first. No, I was. That was a joke. Showing the growth oh. from the first one. <laughs> growth. I think the immaturity growth. But still, I'm, I swear I'm a mature person. <laughs> Well, on that note, on that note, we, we, we've hit about an hour, so I think it's time for us to start to wrap this up here. Okay. Uh, so thank you for joining us again, Cavo. Thank you. Yes. It was very uh, nice. So, to, it was very nice to come on this podcast and talk to y'all. Yes. Uh, so this has been uh, the Torn and the Goblin number 21. Uh, you can email us if you have any questions or comments at Goblin at mashthosebuttons.com. You can check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. We're on iTunes and Apple Podcasts on iOS devices, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music. Stitcher, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and by RSS feed. Links are available for each platform right on the Mash Those Buttons website. You can check us out at twitter.com slash MTB site, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, YouTube.com slash Mash Those Buttons, and Kavo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at just search Kavo350. You can go to YouTube.com slash Kavo350. I'm sorry. What? And that's where all your that's where all your parody videos where, are, yeah, correct? That's where all the parodies are. You, uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter at just Cavo three five pretty much anywhere. It's either it's Cavo three five zero. So whether it's YouTube, whether it's Twitter, just find that Instagram, uh, Twitch is that as well. You can also find me on Mixer.pro if you watch on there um, and all that. So just just search Cavo three five zero anywhere. If you see a little goblin that's black and white, that was by the way. Just to plug Katie for a minute, she did my uh, current channel art right now. She that that was all her, and she's very talented at that. So I thank her for drawing that. She's actually also working on my BlizzCon badge as well. Oh, nice! That I might add, and it already looks good so far. I, she hasn't even drawn Cavo yet, and the border is like, ah. but um, yeah, Cavo three five zero anywhere, and that's where I'm at. Nice. So. Cool. Yeah, Katie should be back next time. And also, um, Patch Day. How often do you guys record Patch Day? When can uh, where can people find Patch Day? Well, we're supposed to do it once a week. Um, it's usually every Sunday at five thirty p.m. Central Time, which is in like oh, eight minutes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's uh, we talk about video games in general, not just WoW. Every all games. So we talk about uh, 
uh, news that's coming out, rumors that's hitting the door, or we talked about E3 exclusively for the last three weeks, and uh, and also expansion. We had Noble on two weeks ago, which nice. I was nervous um, that he was on. But uh, well, you weren't nervous when Katie and I were on. I was nervous in a different way. Okay. <laughs> No, I'll admit. I'll admit. Even I was impressed. You went from 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 us to novel, so I thought that was. Hey, that hey, was... hey, hey! You guys are a very talented crew. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't saying anything bad. Okay, but um, we do talk about video game news. I know this week we're gonna talk a little bit about Pokemon Go because they had some big news that came up. But uh, we do it. At, we do it once a week at five thirty p.m. Central Time. It's streamed live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash convo350. And we try to get the episode out onto iTunes and YouTube and Podomatic.com every Monday. Sometimes usually later, sometimes it's earlier, depending on what my mood is. But I try to get it out on Mondays. So nice. And I do it with my friend uh, AJ9Lives, who um, I think at some point he sh- you all should have him on here. We have to have him on. We have to have him on. Just so, because uh, I yeah. think there is one thing you guys will argue about. Just to, and it's going to be very entertaining to listen to. But yeah, <laughs> I won't say what it yes. is, but it, it you, it'll be professional. Let's just say that. We'll, okay. We we will definitely have him on to to have that argument. So yeah. Yes. And yes, so I am at WookieBH on Twitter. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. You can go to mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule for all, all our scheduling details. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Thank you again, Kavo, for being here. It was great having you. Great talking about music. And thank you for listening. For Katie, who should be back next week, I'm Nick. Ancestors watch over you. Hey, and I'm the goblin. Blow stuff up. <laughs> nice.
Oh, my God.